0: Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca and this is Macy. Hello. Hi. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 41 and 42 of Toy Story. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We just recorded our episode about our trip to Disney World. Yes, it was great. I would love to go back again, just not anytime soon. (laughs) But other
1: than that Like I know we like to joke about how We joke that it's We haven't seen each other in so long When it's only been like five minutes Yeah. (laughs) But we like legit haven't Other than our Disney World episode we just recorded We haven't recorded an actual episode Since The Sunday before Thanksgiving So I think it was like November 21st And it's January 9th now
0: Yeah so it's been a while It's been a hot minute it's been almost two months. <laughs> like a month and a half. <laughs> I think I actually did look at it and it was like seven weeks. Oh my gosh. That's a long time. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I'm really excited to talk about this clip because there's a a lot to talk about in here.
0: Yes, I'm very excited getting back to it and you know just picking up where we left off. As if nothing's ever happened. As if it hasn't been seven weeks since we last recorded (laughs) one of these. (laughs) They're none the wiser. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get started. Sounds good. We start off these two minutes with Sid's dog, Scud, destroying the pizza planet alien while Woody and Buzz watch in terror from inside Sid's bag. Sid yells to his sister Hannah and asks if his package has come in the mail. She says she doesn't know, and he says, What do you mean you don't know? She responds, I don't know. Sid sighs, but then says, Oh no, Hannah, in a fake concerned voice. She says, What? And he says, Look, Janie, she's sick. Sid Sid grabs her doll out out of her hands and says... I'll have to perform one of my operations. He runs upstairs to his bedroom while Hannah screams at him to give her back. Woody says, no, not Sid's room, not there. <laughs> I love how fake, the way he says it, <laughs> oh no, Hannah, look. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an older sibling. Yes, That's fantastic. I also I, love how this clip starts with just mm-hmm. violence. <laughs>
1: I mean I'm an older sibling and I will admit that I've not I was not always the nicest to my younger sibling when I <laughs> when I was little.
0: I'm the baby of the family so I got all the beatings and it was mostly for my brother cuz my sister was already a teen by the time I was born and she was more like like the stereotypical like second mom type mm-hmm. but my brother I mean he is pretty far apart. We're nine years apart. But he, during that time, like when I was about five or six, he was already like 14, 15. So yeah, he was like the angsty teen and he would make fun of me and he would like not really be mean to me, but he would like poke fun at me mostly. And I remember that. And I still remind him of that. And he's like, oh my God, Bianca, that was such a long time ago. <laughs> like, when <well>, it still <laughs> <hurts."> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the oldest of five. And I mean, I was never like to the point of stealing my siblings' toys and like tearing them apart, like <laughs> Sid. But I could be pretty mean to my siblings and I like to mess. I liked to mess with them.
0: I, I was think not it's always just because the nicest it's like-
1: person to them.
0: Yeah, I think because you see them growing up and you've already experienced what they're experiencing. And you also yourself are a child and you're not really that mature. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that, you know, as even though my brother was pretty, not really cruel, but he would poke fun at me. He was not to the point where he was like, you know, pushing me or like doing things to where I would cry He Mm -hmm. was just, like, being the teen, you know, like, it was not anything too cruel to where my mom had to get involved.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just feel bad for Hannah because it's like, I mean, it seems like they don't have the greatest home life. And she's got this older brother who's being a bully to her and just treats her like crap. Yeah. And her toys are getting torn apart, like, later in her room. Uh, when she has a tea party, like, all of her
0: dolls have their heads torn off. <laughs> she has a sad life for Hannah. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. That is miserable. Like, I've seen families like that. Like, I had... Um, they weren't necessarily cousins. So they were my cousin's cousins. But I called them mm-hmm. my cousins because we all played together. Mm-hmm. And their family was like that. Like, they... My cousin Amanda, her brothers would always poke fun at her because she was the only sister. So her stuff was like that. And she was like, "Mm, you know, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) My (laughs) poor cousin. She was like, oh, well. (laughs) The actress who played
1: Hannah was uh, named Sarah Freeman. I... Got a little bit of information about her from IMDb. She Ooh. was credited as Sarah Freeman. I assume that was her maiden name. Now, if you look on IMDb, it's Sarah Rain. Um, she was in a handful of things in like the 90s and early 2000s. Um, she was in an episode of Roseanne. Oh. She played the character Nikki Healy in it looks like a Christmas episode. Oh, okay, and she was in. She was in the show Seventh Heaven in a couple episodes. Okay, Sarah Magny character and the show Without a Trace. Those are the only things on here that I actually recognize.
0: Hmm. I've never seen any of them. I mean, I've seen Roseanne, but I didn't see that Christmas special. So <laughs> yeah. So.
1: I was wondering, is, like, the alien destroyed now? But then I re—I remembered at the end when they all, like, terrorized Sid, the alien is one of the toys that, like, rises up oh, out of yeah. the ground
0: or the sandbox or whatever. That's right. So the, the little alien survived, but he's had a miserable life since reaching Nirvana. Unless it was a different alien, but... <laughs> I don't know. They all I look mean, the if, same. if Sid goes pretty often to Pizza Planet and he's always getting, that's actually kind of nice of Sid. As horrible as a kid as he is, <laughs> he goes and gets a chew toy for his dog every single time. I mean, it's not nice for the toy. <laughs> it's not nice for the toy, but he's considering the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Kind of nice because you're like, oh, he loves his dog. But then it's like, oh, the poor little alien. (laughs) Shall we move on? Yep. Okay. At the 24 second mark, Sid slams his bedroom door on Hannah and throws his bag on his bed. He pretends to be a surgeon and says, we have a sick patient here, nurse. Prepare the OR stat. He chuckles and puts Janie into a clamp and says, patient is prepped. No one's ever attempted, attempted a double bypass brain transplant before and puts on his surgical mask. He pulls a pterodactyl toy out of a crate and says, now for the tricky part, pliers. Woody looks away and shields his eyes, and Buzz says, I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be idea, one of my favorite lines.
1: <laughs> I love the idea that in Buzz's mind... He thinks Sid is some guy who's, like, trying to pose as a surgeon and doing these horrible things.
0: I know. I'm like, Buzz, (laughs) you should realize by now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I do love that as deranged as he is, he's into medical. (laughs) As a medical student myself, I'm like, oh, yes, I can see that you are interested in medical. I feel like Sid has probably watched a lot of medical dramas with his parents. Probably, you know, I feel like what was during that time? Like ER? No, ER was a little bit later. I don't know. I don't know. He probably, or if he's like me, messed up little kid, well, YouTube wasn't alive back then, but. As a deranged kid myself, I do enjoy watching a bunch of medical stuff on YouTube. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe that. Maybe he is a a well defined doctor now. Well, no, he's a garbage man now.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say he's a garbage man in Toy Story. Never 3.
0: mind. Maybe he was doing that to pay for medical school. Oh, maybe. You know what? You never know. <laughs> Yeah, because medical school is expensive. I've looked at, not to go off topic, but I've looked at, like, testimonials of people that are like, yeah, I went through medical school on loans. And after, like, um, the actual school and then their residency, they're like, I was like $250,000 in debt. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe I won't be a doctor just yet. (laughs) It's bad (laughs) enough I'm trying to get my bachelor's.
1: Yeah. Should we talk about the shining carpet in Sid's house? Oh, yes, let's. I mean, I guess there's not much to say about it (laughs) other than that the carpet in Sid's house is from the movie The Shining. Yeah.
0: It's very lovely carpet coming from... Their house. Maybe The Shining was shot in their house. We don't know. (laughs) I mean,
1: Sid's house, like the interior design, I need to talk to whoever did that and ask them why they made the choices
0: they made. Probably to set the mood to make it seem creepy. It's really creepy. (laughs) I think also just like a little Easter egg for... The parents, like if the parents noticed it and they're like, oh, hey, that's the carpet from The Shining. And they're like, oh, because he's the bad guy. And they Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, just like fun little Easter eggs for the parents while the kids are watching.
1: Yeah. And I also found out that like during the production of this movie, Sid's nickname was little Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Jack Nicholson was in The Shining. (laughs) That's great. I didn't know that. I have questions about Sid's door and how it
0: locks. I don't like <laughs> that Woody says, like, later on the next clip when he's like, it's locked. I'm like, why would Sid lock his own door from the outside? When he slams the door on Hannah,
1: and Hannah can't open the door, but, like, he didn't stop and lock it. That's true. Maybe it's one of those, like, it, doors... If, cuz like, he's got tons of locks on it. I'm like I wonder if one of them
0: somehow works automatically. Kind of like the one-way doors like at medical facilities where you have to punch in the number, but maybe it's just a lock and he just carries a key all the time. I don't he just like he didn't do anything though. He just like threw his bag down
1: and started doing his surgery.
0: That's so weird. Maybe he has a key. That's what I'm thinking. He has his own key that he keeps with himself all the time, so he can get into his room and then just close the door. But then I'm like, why do you need all the other locks? But then it didn't. It didn't lock. He didn't
1: do anything to lock it again, though. I know that's the thing. Even like, if he I opened it with the key, he couldn't like. He didn't lock it again.
0: I don't know. Sid is weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless somehow one of the locks like works automatically. I don't know. Like I if don't it know. just.
0: But then how, lays down
1: know. like it when you just when you close the door, it just like lays down. It works. I don't know. <laughs> and then again, later, later, when uh, he leaves the room, it somehow locks itself again. He doesn't lock it. what he goes to try to open the door and he's like, it's locked. And I'm like, nobody
0: locked it. <laughs> I don't know. And also. Also, why, why did you not try to unlock it? If Woody's right. on the inside, you should be able to open the door, but on the outside, it's locked. Exactly. So I'm like, you,
1: granted, there's a ton of locks on the door. It would probably take a few minutes to, and they could reach it, too. Like, he walks across onto the little table, and then he goes over to the handle, door handle. He could have, like, stood on the door handle and unlocked all the locks.
0: Pixar, I have questions. This is turning into a long grocery list of questions.
1: Well, we've already talked about how Woody and Buzz share one brain cell. It, true. <laughs> I think they just didn't
0: think that one through. It. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. I'm not going to. Moving on from the locks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It does not. Okay, well, let me continue on. Oh. I've still got more. <laughs> oh yes, please go right ahead. <laughs> I wanted
1: to talk about the stuff in Sid's room. Oh yes,
0: let's talk about the stuff in his room. For one, there's a ton of trash on the floor. There is. He's a very messy kid, and I feel like most teens are messy. There are a few teens that do clean up because they don't like mess, but every teen that I've known in my life have had very messy rooms. Yeah. But I guess his mom never comes in. Well, is he a teen
1: though? Is he isn't he supposed to be know. about Andy's age? Maybe. Maybe a little older. Probably like 10. Something like that.
0: If Andy's like 6 or 7, then yeah, maybe just like a few years older, like maybe like 9 or 10. Yeah. The same
1: grape soda cans from that were in the pe- the back of the pizza planet truck, are there too. Mhm. The same
0: grape soda that's in the movie Up. Mhm. I like that they added that. Like later on they're still using the same grape soda can. Mhm. There's also
1: the trunk that just has the word toxic like spray painted <laughs> on it.
0: Very 90s grunge. Mhm. I feel like Sid was one of, like, the freaks at school that just listened to, like, grunge and heavy metal and uh-huh. didn't care about anybody. And everybody's just like, oh, he's one of the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a
1: poster, too, on his wall, um, on top of his, like, right over his shelf, that says, Killing Paul Bunyan and <laughs> Killing Paul Bunyan in the Bowl of Doom. And it's, like, a picture of this guy, I guess Paul Bunyan, carrying some kind of—I can't see it super well. It's, like, some kind of purple bazooka or something, and then Mm -hmm. there's a blue bowl. And I'm like, I'm sure it's supposed to be a reference to something. I could not figure it out.
0: Maybe— and I wasn't paying too terribly much attention to actually, like, go dig around and see if it was for anything. It's more than likely a reference to, like, a like a tour, maybe. Maybe. Because to me, that's what that reminded me of. And I didn't look to see if there was any, like, tour dates on it to see if it was maybe, like, a concert that was going. Kind of like the, the yeah, bands off I don't the wall tour any. where they do, like, several different bands.
1: I don't see any. It's just the picture, and then on the bottom, it's it says Killin' Paul Bunyan" and
0: um and the the Bull of Doom. <laughs> it's more than likely a band because Killin' Paul Bunyan" sounds like something I would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you know, and the Bull of Doom. That's just something silly because. Every album I've listened to has had like a dumb name to it. Not necessarily dumb, but it's just like a random name that they're like, oh yeah, this sounds cool. This sounds metal. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> my gosh.
1: <laughs> Later on in a different shot, there's also a poster, like a horror movie poster. Mm-hmm. It says Web of Terror. And it's this spider with a man's head, like chasing after this woman.
0: And I'm like, please, no. <laughs> I feel like that's homage to, like, the old movies. Because there's that one old, like, 40s movie of the giant spider. hmm And then just, like, all of the, like, horror culture and all the stuff like that. I think that's just playing homage to that. Because when I saw that, that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh, that giant spider movie. Or just, like, the cheesy... You know, '80s and
1: '90s horror movies, yeah, just stuff that like
0: kind of that. Thing. I, for one, love his aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is very much your aesthetic. It is, and I even made a Tumblr post like that. I think that was one of my first Tumblr posts I put. I have Andy's heart, but Sid's aesthetic, <laughs> 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 and that's gotten so many notes on it. I'm just like, why? All the heavy metal posters. Yeah. And just like. (laughs) And for me, it's funny because I'm here in my room and I'm blasting the heaviest metal. And then I think about it. I'm like, poor Woody's probably having flashbacks. He's just sitting in my cabinet, just like (laughs) huddling with other push toys. Like, get me out of here.
1: (laughs) You're. You're the mom from Monsters University. <laughs> I am. I'm
0: Squishy's mom. And that's funny because my cousin just sent me that. She's like, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to listen to my tunes. And you rolled the window up and you're just blasting heavy metal. <laughs> that is so me because I've done that too. Like, <laughs> I'm driving my sister around and my sister is the very opposite of me. She absolutely hates heavy metal and she will listen to, like, 80s sappy love songs, and that's her aesthetic. <laughs> so we have that on. We'll have gospel music on. And like she gets out of the car, she's like, I'm going to go run an errand. I'm like, okay, I'll be here listening to my tunes. <laughs> and then I turn on my heavy <laughs> metal. And when she comes back, I switch it back to her music. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Sid have so many milk crates in his room? You know, I want to know the same thing. Like, is that just There's something like five he collects? Of them. Does
1: he use? Well, I guess he uses them
0: for I all think, this toy
1: torturing. I was gonna say, stuff. I
0: think he uses them for like holding stuff, or like if he goes somewhere and sees like a milk mm-hmm. crate and he's just like piling a bunch of stuff. It's just something he just keeps them all. So it's like his he's standing showing- on
1: top of one of them. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. I noticed they say they all say um, fat cow farms and they've got a little cartoon cow logo on them.
0: Yeah, I like the little cow. It's really cute. Mm -hmm.
1: That's a nice detail. Why does he have just like a single light bulb hanging from a wire? (laughs) To make it creepy, it's for the aesthetic. Later, I mean, in the shot where he's putting on his mask, you can see that there's, like, a, an actual light fixture on the ceiling. At least I think that's what it is. Either that or it's some kind of vent. But I'm like, who lets their child just have a light bulb swinging around a, from a wire? That kind of seems like a fire hazard.
0: Uh, yeah. Unless that just came with a house like that. Like, maybe <laughs> that was already installed and they're like, oh, this is Sid's room. Well, his room does kind of seem like, you know, an
1: attic that they just... Converted, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When
0: they moved into the house, they were like, oh, you can stay. The the attic can be your room. Right. That's probably what they did. Like, maybe when he was younger, he did have Hannah's room. And then when he got older, like, they were like, well, we got to put the crib somewhere. And he's like, well, I'll just stay in the attic. I guess. Because that sounds like every little boy's dream, too, like to have a creepy room like that. Like every little boy is like, yeah, I want to, you know, tough it out in like the non insulated (laughs) attic.
1: When he's working on his desk or his little work table, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there's a shot from like overhead, and you can see when he's got a bunch of um, things plugged into this. What's the word? Extension cable. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't imagine what the cable management behind all that is like. Cause there's like, there's at least like six or eight different things
0: all plugged into that one power, um,
1: extension the power cord. strip. Yeah.
0: I feel like he would even have a second power strip connected to the first power strip just to have more slots to put stuff in. Yeah. That's what it that's what it looks like you did oh my gosh i never really paid attention like i saw that he had a lot of stuff plugged in but i never looked to see like what each thing was and i feel like that's a severe but fire hazard there it's got to be
1: like wire spaghetti back there
0: i also i
1: like how um you can see it's sid has drawn a face on his on his drill oh yeah it's puts like some eyes and uh and a mouth yeah <laughs> i like that's how why creative i feel like is. i feel like i mean we've talked so much about how like, creative andy is i feel like sid and
0: andy really aren't that different right it's just the different upbringings like sid is just as creative as andy is it's just being put through a different outlet because of his home life there's Mm -hmm. different aspects as to like where he uses his creativeness
1: yeah and the way he and the way they each express themselves creatively
0: right and I feel like a lot of families go through that too like there's so many creative people out there but like depending on Their upbringing and their resources that they have, everybody branches off into a different type of creativity. And it's, like, different degrees of, like, oh, I'm imaginative this way and, oh, I'm imaginative this way. Sid
1: just happens to be imaginative in a way that's pretty destructive. Yeah, he's
0: he's one of the ones that, like, he's creative, but he would be perfect for, like, horror movies. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And he's not even, I mean, he's not really actually a villain. Like, I, from the toys perspective, yes, I completely understand why what he's doing is horrifying. But, like, he's not trying, he's not, like, intentionally
0: trying to hurt any of the toys. He doesn't know that they're alive. You right. Know? He's just doing what he feels is his outlet for creativity. And that's to uh, Frankenstein different toys together Mm -hmm. which
1: is why i feel like what they do to him at the end like scaring him so bad is kind of unfair
0: yeah i'm like because i mean come
1: on woody come on he's just he's a kid he doesn't know what he's doing like i know he's killing the other toys (laughs) mass murder that's not good (laughs) but like he just he doesn't know better
0: Yeah, I mean, because he didn't know the toys were alive. He's just having fun the way he knows how to have fun. Yeah. And then Woody, being the jerk that he is, he's like, hey, let's scare the heck out of this kid. (laughs) All he's thinking is like, look, he's hurting all these toys. I better
1: do something about it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, both sides are justified. You can't say that Sid is a bad person because... Of his upbringing, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Sid, he's a bad guy. I'm like, no, he's a kid. He's a, a deranged kid, but he's a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Woody, I feel like, I mean, Woody's a toy, but he's functionally an adult. And I feel like he should have recognized on some level that Sid doesn't know
0: what he's doing But we all know that Woody has ADHD and acts impulsively. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also doing it for the greater good of the toys. He's not considering the human realm and how they Mm -hmm. feel. He's considering how the toys feel in their realm.
1: Yeah. He probably could have done it without. You know, scarring this kid for life, probably, though.
0: True. I'm pretty sure that if in Toy Story 3 they had an interaction, Sid would have gone to a hospital or something, an institution, and been like, the toy came back. (laughs) He's still alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seeing Sid put on a surgical mask kind of feels... I mean, anytime now that I watch a show or something and someone is wearing a mask, like I know there's, I know people wore masks for, uh, I know people wore masks sometimes for different reasons before the pandemic, but I associate masks so much now (laughs) with everything that's happened in the last couple of years. It feels honestly kind of surreal seeing, seeing, or maybe not surreal, but just like kind of strange seeing Sid put on a mask. Also, that mask does not seal around his face. It doesn't. It's too big for him.
0: I know. I noticed that, too. And I was just like, oh, no. That's against CDC guidelines. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no, I I get that. Because when I saw it, too, I was just like, oh, he's putting on a mask. (laughs) I, too, wear masks. (laughs) But, yeah, that feels very, like, I don't know. It's just weird to see it because we're so used to it now. And then seeing it before, we're like, you don't have to wear that. But then it's like there's other things that you wear them for, not just life or death. (laughs) Yeah. Where did Sid get all of his tools and who let him have them? You know, I feel like his family just doesn't care. They don't pay attention. They don't. And he's probably stealing his dad's tools. Maybe. And his dad's probably just like, I can't find this tool. The neighbor (laughs) probably stole it. So let me just go buy another
1: one. Sid draws a face on it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the only way to use a power tool.
1: What he makes that weird rattling sound again when he's like trembling, except this time he's
0: not angry. He's, uh, he's scared. Yeah. I feel like there may be a few, I guess, pieces in him or. like What is rattling together? (laughs) Dead bugs in him. I don't know. Maybe it's (laughs) just like him clenching. I don't know.
1: I guess it's just like you know the cartoony sound effect. Yeah, they try to make it like a cartoony. When someone very, gets scared, um,
0: slapstick esque. So that's probably what that is. But at the same time, you're like, "Sir, your sounds. <laughs> How is this happening?" <laughs> yeah. No, I. Every time it pops up, I'm like, "There he goes." Little sounds. <laughs>
1: It's just so funny to think about, though, because that would be, like, in this movie, it works. But, like, say if they had put that in, like, Toy Story 4, when yeah. Gabby Gabby is, when he goes back to get Forky and Gabby Gabby finds him <laughs> and starts to talk to him. Like, imagine if he just, like, started shaking and growling. She's like, what
0: are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was like a self-defense mechanism. (laughs) 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 Kind of like the way stink bugs have their awful smell. and They just emit smell. His is just (laughs) sounding like a little rattle.
1: (laughs) But it's just, it's such a, it's such a nineties, like cartoony thing. I mean, we keep talking about how this movie in a way, like, like we were just talking about, like, uh, the Others Aren't is just so 90s and like all the cartoony sound effects and all these things that in the other 3 Toy Story movies would feel out of place like the
0: like the cartoony shaking sound. Yeah, I feel like this movie is a time capsule to 1995. <laughs> And I love it. I absolutely, I want to say hands down, Toy Story 1 is my favorite movie just because it's so 90s. It is the epitome of like the middle of the 90s. But I love it. It's just so like, I guess also I'm biased because of the nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seeing it in theaters was just like mind-blowing and I would always go to people because they were like oh you watch toy story and i'm like yeah it was so cool i'm like it was like a cartoon but not <laughs> and they're like what i was trying to explain to them the computer animation <laughs> i'm like it's like cartoons and real life were smooshed together and i'm like but not like roger rabbit <laughs> It was a, a very foreign concept to me. <laughs> and my parents were like, It's the new computer animation. And I was like, it's so cool. <laughs> that was me as a child.
1: It is kind of interesting that they didn't like in Toy Story Two, they chose not to like use a lot of those same like cartoony or um nineties conventions. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like after that, like once they started working on Toy Story 2, it was closer to the year 2000. So Mm -hmm. they had like every several years comedy changes and you just go with the flow. And you know that for Toy Story, they started working on it even like in the early 90s. So for that, they were like, oh, we're using all of, like, late 80s, early 90s humor, adding it in. And then once they started working on the second one, it's like, okay, we have this bracket of humor. They're using it for, you know, a new era. But I think maybe that's why... They got rid of a lot of the stuff that they put in the first Toy Story and moved it to the second one. I think also because the storyline, too, didn't really call for that. Mm-hmm. It was more of a different storyline. So a lot of the humor that they did use in that did fit very well for the second one. Especially um, the whole like scenes and everything in the store and all of the shenanigans that happened there. Mm -hmm. It's really fitting for that and for the time, too. Yeah,
1: it would be interesting to see, though, what would have happened if they had kind of continued with that same kind of, I keep saying it, but like cartoony (laughs)
0: sensibility into into the rest of the movies. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool to see. I want to say if they did do that, though, I think Toy Story 2 would not have done as well. I think if they had carried on the same type of humor, like, for each movie, it would have just, like, brought it down a little more. It would have been very different. I think it would have been kind of awkward, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just hearing Woody rattle in yet another movie would not have been my favorite. (laughs) Buzz's head squeaking when he gets punched. See, they should have kept that, though. That was funny.
1: (laughs) When uh, utility belt buzz punch, does utility belt buzz ever punch ever punch uh, the other buzz? I
0: don't remember, I don't think he does. I can't it doesn't remember. matter, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think buzz squeaking was great. I think they should have kept that. <laughs> then again, there's a lot of things I feel like they should have kept, but that's for a different podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so moving on. At the 49th second mark, we see Sid performing his surgery with his back turned to the camera. He stops and proclaims, doctor, you've done it. He opens the bedroom door and reveals that he taped the pterodactyl's head to Janie's body and tells Hannah, Janie's all better now. Hannah screams and runs away, yelling for her mom. Sid yells, she's lying. Whatever she says, it's not true. He throws the doll with the pterodactyl head on the ground and slams the door behind him.
1: In the shots where you see like Sid's back is turned to the camera and he's like doing his surgery. There's um a couple of books in his room, and I had, of course, had to look and see if I could tell what they were. <laughs> Mostly because I was curious if anyone if any of them were the same books from like Andy's room or oh, Andy's, yeah. Andy's living room. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see if women in power <laughs> uh to come back oh my gosh the only two that i could make out were called a wall and how to how to get away with it (laughs) oh my
0: gosh (laughs) that's great i like that that sounds like stuff that would be in his room (laughs) he's also just got like these random jars of dirt or something it looks like yeah he's got questionable jars like what are you doing with those? Maybe he's doing like, uh, like the aesthetic of having like potion jars. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe he has worm farms. Maybe he's got a worm in there. That I guess that could be.
1: <laughs> I just have so many questions about the Janie doll and the pterodactyl head. When you take, when you put two toys together like that, are they, do they become one toy? Do they share the same consciousness? Do they still have separate consciousnesses? I feel like they Have you say that?
0: <laughs> they probably do. Because the way I see it is, like, if their head is intact, that's the toy. If their body's intact, it's still sentient, but it's just moving around. so or maybe not, because in Toy Story 4, and I know we keep going through each movie randomly. <laughs> but in Toy Story Four, the zebra that's cut in half, mm-hmm. he his little bottom doesn't move, but his no. top does.
1: Well, but then you have all the rest of the mutant toys, too, that are, like, two or three toys put together, and yet they seem like one entity.
0: And, you know, it's weird because you look at the legs with the fish pole. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have a head, but it's alive. (laughs) So what gives these toys life? I mean, that's a question that nobody seems to really
1: be able to answer. I don't like this. <laughs> and then later in this clip, like a few seconds later, you see just the headless Janie doll and the pterodactyl head laying on the floor after Sid throws them.
0: Well, that's true. And also later on in the tea party, there's yeah. a headless doll and she's just hanging out drinking tea with her without well, her head. They're all headless, aren't they? I think so. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what gives the toys life. And,
1: like, if you put two of them together, then...
0: Is it a whole new toy? Is it... (laughs) Are they still separate toys? Also, are you killing... If you restore the two toys, are you killing the third toy that was created? (laughs) Well, later
1: the, you see that the other mutant toys have fixed Janie and the pterodactyl and they seem, they seem fine.
0: But then. Also, was Janie's head just hanging out? Like, was it just like, "Mm, I'm decapitated now and it's just (laughs) staying there?
1: (laughs) It's, it's too much to think about. It's disturbing. Wasn't there, there was an early draft of Toy Story 4. I've actually read it
0: where um, Buzz and Woody switch heads. Oh, that's right. I don't know how that would work. And also it, seeing Buzz's head on the large floppy Woody body would be weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was... I I read it and it was very strange. It was like Woody thought he was a space ranger. It... it <laughs> It was really
0: disturbing. I'm glad that didn't happen. I feel <laughs> like that would have been horrendous. And that sounds like. Really. Badly thought of fanfic. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something you'd find. In the grody depths of AO3. <laughs> 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 With like. Zero kudos on it. I'm pretty sure
1: I've <laughs> seen. I've seen stuff like that. <laughs> um, There is a. One of the Toy Story treats, like the little tiny little like 30 second shorts that were made for ABC, Mm -hmm. there is one where either Buzz or Woody has a, I can't remember which one, had a dream that Sid switched to their heads. Hmm. And that was really creepy because you see Buzz's head (laughs) on Woody's body.
0: (laughs) That's so weird. I don't remember that one. I've only seen like a couple of them. I don't remember that one. Well, at some point, we'll do an episode about these. Yes, we shall. We'll do all. We'll just marathon all of them and then just go through them. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) At the one minute, six second mark, Buzz and Woody peek out of Sid's bag and see the headless doll body and the disembodied pterodactyl head on the ground. A heavy metal poster with a skull on it. A doll melting inside a waffle iron and a couple of doll and combat carl heads floating inside a lava lamp. Woody says, We're gonna die. I'm out of here. And walks across the bed and a shelf to the door, only to discover that it's locked. He starts looking for another way out and picks up a pencil to defend himself with. (laughs) Something dark passes behind him while he's not looking, and he nervously says, Uh, Buzz, was that you? He drops the pencil, picks up a flashlight, and starts shaking in fear. He hears a creaking noise, turns on the flashlight, and points it under the bed. The flashlight reveals a baby doll head with the hair shaved off.
1: So we see that poster that says Wraith Rock Monster. Do you know if that's a reference to something specific? Or is it just like...
0: I want to say it's just something general because knowing... My extensive knowledge of metal bands or rock bands. That's why I was asking. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I guess if I look to see like maybe like the the typeface of it or like the font to see if there's anything that um, matches with it. Because like that's what I did when Onward came out and all of the patches on Barley's um, Jeans jacket? Yes. I actually looked and I went through all of the bands to see which ones that I could find. And a lot of them I did find. So stuff like that I I try to do because I'm a metal nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't done it for this, which is shame on me because I love Toy Story. So I don't know why I haven't done it. I was just wondering about that it seems like it could be...
1: I feel like it is, probably. I, I probably could have just looked it up, but I didn't do that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we already talked about why don't they just try to unlock the door? Yeah, like we had a little <laughs>
0: existential crisis about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so where did the yo-yo come from? Like, there's a yo-yo that rolls out into the middle of the floor and then drops. Like, did Babyface kick it out there? But it doesn't...
0: um, Maybe, like, while the other toys were moving around, they, you know, kicked it and it just moved. I feel like... I guess, but I can't even tell where it would have come from. I feel like that's not very sneaky of them. (laughs) Like, if they were trying to sneak... (laughs) Um... But it almost just looked like it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, like it was just like them pushing it out or something. Well, but
1: I couldn't even see, like, I guess it probably came out from under, like, the thing that his um, trunk that says toxic mm-hmm. on it is sitting on. Because that's what I was trying to figure out, like, exactly where is it
0: coming from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know. I mean, he's got so much stuff in his, he's got junk, like literal junk in his room. And I feel like he probably doesn't know where anything is. He's probably one of these, like another thing that makes me mad, just jumping to this. (laughs) I hate how unmade his bed is. It's so messy. I get so mad with messy bed sheets because you're trying at night to like cover yourself and you can't because you can't find the correct corner. To put to your face and the corner to put to your feet, and you're just struggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate that. And I also I know this is later, but I hate the way he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> I can't that just it doesn't seem comfortable. It doesn't. And I'm like, is that an actual sleep? like do people actually sleep like that? like do people? That's comfortable, like i I don't know. I wouldn't even want to try that just doesn't seem comfortable. I like sleeping with my body flat,
1: yeah <laughs> This is the first time we ever see what he use his weapon of choice, apparently
0: a yes, pencil <laughs> a pencil. He always chooses the lamest item, and I think because he has no combat skills whatsoever. As always, we've seen
1: in this movie.
0: <laughs> as we've seen in this movie and every other movie, he has no combat skills whatsoever. Cause right here he picks up he picks
1: up a pencil to defend himself and then in um, Toy Story that Time Forgot <laughs>
0: He picks up he a He brings crayon. <laughs> a crayon with him to the fighting ring. I'm like, what do you think you're gonna do with that? Are you gonna mark him to death? Are you gonna write little mustaches on him? Or what are you gonna do? And like almost immediately, what's his name?
1: Reptilus, the the battle sword like chops it in half. And then in Toy Story 4, he um he grabs a pencil
0: to try to defend himself <laughs> against Gabby Gabby. That's so funny. I feel like maybe because he is soft and squishy, he does not have anything like he He's just a soft little guy. He's like, well, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm soft and squishy. Everybody likes me.
1: I guess it just happens. I I guess it just, in all those circumstances, it just happens that, oh, there's a pencil right there. I guess I can
0: use this. Sharp and pointy. I might be able to stab somebody with it. I guess. That's so funny. I always think to myself, like, Jigglypuff, like, whenever Jigglypuff would get mad when she'd sing people to sleep and she'd get let's whatever, like, marker and draw on their face. I'm like, is that what he's going to do?
1: <laughs> I don't know Pokemon, so oh gosh, I don't know okay. that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, whoever's listening that gets that reference, thank you. <laughs> I want to talk about
1: both the the sound design and the mm-hmm. music in this scene cuz what all the all the little sounds like all the little detailed sounds like the sound of Woody Woody's fingers tapping against each other when he's when he's tapping his fingers yeah and like the sound of the floor creaking as he's walking and um like the weird almost animal
0: sounding noises. Yeah. They have a bunch of different but, like, sounds Like scare going him.
1: On. And then so the music is and the, the and the lack of music in this scene too is great. Because mm-hmm. there's from the time that Woody says we're gonna die until like the flashlight reveals baby face, there's no music at all for like um like 30 seconds or so it's Mm -hmm. all just the sound effects and they do that to um
0: make it feel more creepy and unsettling yeah because usually you have music and scenes and stuff or like little you know sounds here and there but this is just like almost dead silent with very few sound effects And it does make it unsettling because we're so used to hearing so much that when it's quiet, we're like, oh, what's going on? And then the music starts
1: to come back for just like a second. When you see Babyface uh, just in the flashlight, there's like some creepy lullaby music for a second. And then Mm -hmm. when Woody starts to think that, oh, he's maybe friendly, the music starts to feel just like it's like this really quiet, but it feels like normal Toy Story music we've been hearing out, throughout this whole movie for like a second or 2
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, but it's still pretty quiet. There's like not much of it. And then like in the next clip, a few seconds later, when Babyface turns around and you see that he's missing an eye, like yeah. the music suddenly is like, it's, there's this like loud, creepy, like intense note. And it's like, it's been building up this whole time from no music and just sound effects to just like oh here's a little bit and then uh it just makes
0: it all that more intense yeah, when like the, the music shock factor fully it. comes
1: back yeah
0: mhm and that was pretty cool on their part cuz they made it feel almost like a little bit like a horror movie cuz that's what they do in horror movies mm-hmm. and especially with the like creepy little <laughs> music yes that is like one of my favorite things Like anything to me, like, I'm a messed up kid. Anything that sounds like creepy child's music or like creepy circus music, I thrive off of it. I'm like, anything that sounds like a music box that's slightly disturbing, I will purchase it. Especially if (laughs) it's, I don't know if you've ever seen those little clowns that have um, the wind up in the back and they play, it's like a little plush clown and they have a music box in them so when you wind it up it actually plays it's a small world (laughs) but they're so cute and they kind of like move their head back and forth I'm like I would buy that in heartbeat if it wasn't $80 which is stupid I don't see why that little (laughs) clown would be $80
1: (laughs) not me no thank you I know you're like I'm never going to
0: your house Bianca you're gonna have clowns Oh, my gosh. So since we're on the subject, let me talk about the last little bit of the clip. At the one minute, 52 second mark, Woody calms down a little and says, Hi, hey, hi there, little fella. Come out here. Do you know a way out of here? Babyface walks out on his metal spider legs and the clip ends there. So like the big scary moment. I mean, this clip cuts
1: off in a terrible place. but It does. The- the big scary moment is supposed to be when, you know, baby face turns around here in a second. But I'm like, there's a baby doll head walking out on metal spider legs.
0: <laughs> yeah. How is that's, that not a big scary reveal? That is a scary reveal. Like when I was five, I was like, I do not like that. When I was little, I never liked baby dolls. I hated them with a passion. They scared me. My cousin had a baby doll that she decided to become a beautician and painted nails and put eyeliner and lipstick all over the baby. So it looked horrifying. Hated that baby. Her name was Selena. I was like, really? Selena (laughs) needs to go get taken care of. She needs to go into foster care. You're a bad mom. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, my God. So, Sandy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I hated Selena. (laughs)
1: See, I know we were just talking about how much I don't like creepy things. But even as a kid, I, for some reason, really liked baby face. Oh, how funny. I don't know. It might have been because I liked baby dolls. I was like, oh, it's a baby doll head. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> now I'm okay with baby face. I'm okay with the creepy factor of it. And I've actually seen horrible horrible things like it's a baby doll head turned into a planter so you put the plant in the baby's head and i kind of <laughs> want one
1: <laughs> oh my gosh um i really want a baby face action figure and i know they have they made They've made some in the past, but, mm-hmm. like, they're, like, 40, 50 bucks on eBay, and I don't want to pay that much. And I'm, like, for the last couple of years, Mattel has been making these toys, like, these little $10 Toy Story figures that are, like, uh, they're really nice figures. And they're, like, six, seven inches tall. And I'm, like, Mattel, please make a baby face. <laughs> They've been making some of the, like, more obscure and, like, less merchandised characters. Like, they made a Rocky and they made oh I a stinky remember the pee. Rocky
0: one, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, please, please make me a baby face. I will <laughs> I will buy
0: I will buy it immediately. <laughs> You're like, please, just for me, make me one. <laughs> I don't want to pay fifty dollars on eBay. <laughs> for real, I know. It's crazy. I've I've looked up stuff too, like to buy. And some of the like even common things are expensive on eBay. I'm like, these people are just jacking up the price because they think oh it's ebay people are gonna buy more for more money and i'm like no i could find (laughs) it somewhere else if i can find it on poshmark i'll buy it there (laughs) yeah well that's all i have to say about these two minutes do you have anything else i don't really it's not until we start you know getting into the the following clips that i have a few things to say so i'm good
1: yeah we're gonna talk about the mutant toys next time yes
0: that's exciting oh boy (laughs) very excited for that
1: yes before we finish i want to bring up one thing if you're listening on apple podcasts uh if you wouldn't mind going over to going over to apple podcasts and giving us a star rating could be one star two stars whatever (laughs) but five stars would be best um, that would really help us out. I know we mention it at the end of every episode, but I just thought I would uh, bring it up um, because if you search Toy Story right now, we're pretty dark, we're pretty far down in the results. And from what I understand, more ratings help bring us up in the results, and that would help more people find us. And you don't even have to like actually write a review, all you have to do is. Uh, leave a star and also spotify i believe just introduced star ratings as well so if you're listening on spotify you can do the
0: same thing and we'd really appreciate it we will send our love to you (laughs) (laughs) it'll help us out well then i guess that wraps everything up let me go ahead and just sign us out Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye.